Welcome to the Intentional Parents Podcast. Intentional exists to help parents in their God-given task to raise passionate Jesus followers. We exist to bring hope, help, and healing to families. Each week, we will talk about anything from parenting, marriage, lifestyle, and what it looks like to follow Jesus in our time. Intentional is made up of Phil and Diane Comer and Brooke and Elizabeth Moser. I am Brooke, and the funny thing is, we are all family. Elizabeth is Phil and Diane's daughter, so we're a family figuring this thing out together. We hope this podcast feels like you're sitting with us in our home talking about how to do this thing called life together. Elizabeth and I are your hosts. Let's get into this week's podcast. intentional fam. So many of you know that my mom, Diane, is more than just a podcaster or speaker. She's actually a prolific writer. And so much of how she communicates her heart to the world is through her writing. We asked a lot of you what you wanted to hear more of on the podcast. And so many of you said you want to hear more wisdom from Diane. So every once in a while, we're calling this an occasional series. We're going to record episodes of simply that my mom, Diane, sharing her heart with you through writing. Today, I want to share with you an occasional series, every once in a while series, about the power of words, because words matter. When I was a little girl in the late 60s, living in California, my dad came home from work one day, and it seemed to us at least, out of the blue, told all of us that we would be moving to Germany. The company he worked for had given him the opportunity of a lifetime, and he and my mom grabbed it with gusto two farm kids who longed for adventure. They packed up our family of five and off we went. But it wasn't an easy transition. Germany in those days was only 20 or so years out of the war. They were a scarred people. It seemed backwards and and difficult. Everything seemed hard. Not the welcoming culture we were used to. My dad loved his work and my brother and sister and I loved our tightly knit international school community. But it was harder for my mom. Looking back now, I think she was bored and lonely. Her blunt way of speaking didn't go over well with our German neighbors, and she didn't really know how to fit in. My mom was an external processor. You know what those are like? You know what I mean? Some of you are too. She needed to process her emotions out loud in order to come to grips with why it was hard, but she had no one to process with. One day, I overheard her talking on the phone, all animated and loud, like she was just shoveling toxic feelings out of her soul just as fast as she could. What I heard, though, stopped me in my tracks and has stayed with me for, what now, about 50 years? Because that's what hurtful words can do. They can lodge in your heart and take root in your head and do indescribable damage. All my mom actually said was, I can't wait till my kids go back to school. And who hasn't said that or something just like it? Maybe all she meant was that she was all off her routine and needed to have the regular rhythm of school to get it all set right again. Or maybe she didn't know how best to handle our growing needs. She was a great mom with babies and toddlers, but it was harder for her when we started talking back to her. It was something. But all I heard in my head for years and years was this. Diane is too much trouble. I want her to go away. I want her to stop bothering me. 
I heard that she didn't like me. I heard her words as rejection. Now, I need to make this really clear. My mom did not mean to hurt me. I know that. In fact, I don't believe she ever knew she'd hurt me with that message of rejection. In reality, she told me by her actions every single day that I mattered to her. But words have this lethal power to cause deep hurt. And I carried the wounds of what I heard into every social situation and every relationship for a very long time. James, the brother of Jesus, he learned this lesson too, no doubt the hard way like all of us do. In his short book, just four-chapter book in the Bible, named James, he dedicated an entire chapter to this same dilemma that all of us bump up against all the time. James chapter 3 reads like a rant. Verse 2 starts with, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault when they say is perfect. In verse 5, he says, likewise, the tongue is a small part. But consider what a great forest fire is set on fire by a small spark. In verse 6, it sets the whole course of one's life on fire. Verse 8, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And then in verse 10, it seems like James sighs as he says, My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way. I read James's words as an idealistic young mom and determined that I would never, ever, ever hurt my children with my words. I would have self-control. I would tame my tongue. By golly, if it killed me. And I tried. I really tried. Sometimes I felt like what I really needed to do was put duct tape over my mouth to keep from spilling crabby, complaining, what did James call it? Poison deadly poison. Just like my mom, like every mom, I hurt my kids with my words, with what I said, with the way I said it, with what I failed to say when I should have. I remember one time that shocked me. Phil was traveling with his job as a worship leader and it was summer. I didn't want to be alone with four restless kids, so I decided to pack everyone up and make the 12-hour drive from the Northwest to my parents' house in the Sierra Nevada mountains in California. I knew once we got there, we'd all have so much fun that my dad would barbecue every night. My mom would make picnics to take with us to play at the lake all day. But about three hours into that drive, our cars started to heat up, both inside and outside. A light on the dashboard was showing a rising temperature gauge, and I had no idea why or what to do about it. And the big kids were fighting, and the toddler was whining, and we didn't have phones in our cars back then, and I was getting really scared and annoyed. Okay, I was mad. I tried to be patient. For about 30 seconds, I tried. But then my adolescent son, whose name I will not mention in this, my adolescent son mouthed off something really snarky to me, and I lost it. I pulled over and turned around and pointed my finger in my children's faces and just yelled at them and yelled at them that if they didn't stop right now, I was going to turn the van around and take them all back home. I probably used words like shame on you, words I shouldn't have used. They stared at me stunned. 
I'd started the trip that morning singing silly road trip songs, telling them about the treats I'd packed and a present for each of them every hour on the hour, gum and lifesavers and colored pencils. I started off fun. And now I was in full Wicked Witch of the West form. I saw myself in their faces and turned around, put my face on the steering wheel, and on the side of the freeway on I-5, sobbed. The words of Jesus in Matthew 12, 34, that we'd memorized as a family, haunted me for the rest of the long drive. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. I'd once heard a preacher say it this way, what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. An old-fashioned way of saying that what I was spewing was what my heart was already too full of. I spent the rest of that long drive thinking and praying, repenting, crying out for help. I couldn't do this. Four children and a traveling husband, and on top of all that, I was going deaf and I was scared. I couldn't do what life required of me with any sort of beauty or gentleness unless something inside me changed, unless I changed. And here's the thing. We can change. We do change. I am not the same woman who spewed venom on my kids on that road trip gone wild. That moment shook me so badly that I repented long and loud. I saw the stark contrast, stared at it in the face, between who I wanted to be and who I really was. I couldn't pretend anymore. Life was too hard to pretend. I couldn't try harder. And over the next few years, as I begged God to change me, he taught me things I hadn't understood. I'd open his word and there would be wisdom that made sense for that day's need. A flash of insight or a story that showed me something about the way Jesus dealt with the ordinary stressors and overwhelming stress. Most of all, I'd open his word and learn what was so very hard for me to believe and actually deep down in my heart, that I am loved, that I am wanted, that the Father actually delights in my presence. And in the process, I learned this most important truth. As we draw near to Jesus, listening and loving and being loved, and learning what he says, and put, then putting his word, his wisdom into practice, that unwise hurt in our words lessens. And here's why. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What my heart is full of comes out in words. Fill my heart with frustration or bitterness or a driving need to succeed or achieve to prove my worth or a self-focused continual loop of complaining that life is too hard and I'm exhausted and won't any, everybody just be quiet and leave me alone, and bitter, bothered words are going to come out of my mouth. Fill my heart instead with words from the Word of God, words of life and hope and meaning and generosity and compassion and love, words of what God thinks of me and how he actually views my kids, even when they're hard. And beautiful, life-giving, others-focused words come burbling out like a freshwater fountain on a hot day. 
words that refresh and renew and quench the heart needs of my children, words that affirm instead of reject, because what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. I'm going to be sharing what I've learned about this seemingly impossible task the Bible calls taming the tongue in a few random podcasts. I most certainly haven't arrived, but honestly, now it would take much more than it did back then to speak the kind of words the Bible calls deadly poison. By the love and wisdom of the Father, I have changed, and so can you. Father, I pray for every mom especially listening to this, who feels weighted down with grief over the, over the hurt that her words have caused her kids. I share that grief right now over the grief and the hurt that I caused my kids with my words. Lord, I pray that you would show us how to draw near to you so you can refill us emptying us of the hurtful things that come out in words and refilling us with the love that you have for us and for our children. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, here's a few ways that you can partner with us in this ministry. First is to give. Intentional Parents is a nonprofit and we rely on the generous giving of our partners. So please head over to our website, intentionalparents.org slash give if you would like to become one of our partners through giving. Second is to share it. If this has at all been helpful to you, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, and those that you know would be blessed by it. Third is to follow us on social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at intentional underscore parents. And lastly, if you would head over to iTunes, if you enjoyed today's episode and leave a review on iTunes, this helps us bring more hope, help, and healing for families.